Listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio AM820 brings you Family Sanctuary, a show that inspires living the gospel message in word and deed within our families. And now, Family Sanctuary with host Peggy Hartshorn. Welcome to the Family Sanctuary. I'm your host for today's program, Peggy Hartshorn, chairman of the board of Heartbeat International that advances life-affirming pregnancy help around the world. And I think we've got a particularly relevant program today, a program that probably many of our listeners uh, are, are will be fascinated by a, a really kind of um, a new and um, very powerful way of talking about, learning more about an issue that is central, I believe, to to ourselves as men and women, to our families, to our coupleness for those who are married. And that is the topic of marriage and responsible parenthood. Um, along, of course, an integral part of marriage is responsible parenthood, according to the teachings of our church and our deepest held beliefs. But how does that, how do we understand that in today's world? And it can be very confusing, I think, as couples are considering marriage and um, as they they become married, young couples, the idea of, of, of children as central to that couple relationship, central to their marriage. Sometimes that's difficult to grapple with when they have all the issues relating to their own <laughs> relationship and starting out in marriage and so forth. So um, we have a, a, a wonderful program planned for you today and, and a powerful guest that you have heard before on St. Gabriel Radio. He did a program with us um, fairly recently as well. And we're happy to welcome back Dr. Perry Cahal. Welcome, Dr. Cahal. Thanks for having me, Peggy. (laughs) Great to have you with us again. Dr. Cahal is a real expert in the area that we're going to be speaking with him about today. He's a professor of historical theology and the academic dean of the School of Theology at the Pontifical College Josephinum here in Columbus, Ohio. And for the past 13 years, he's taught a course on marriage to the seminarians in their final year of studies. And uh, he has also taught courses on marriage at Ohio Dominican University and the Liturgical Institute of the University of St. Mary of the Lake in Mundelein, Illinois. Uh, He regularly delivers talks on marriage and Pope Paul, uh, Pope John Paul II's Theology of the Body, including talks to engaged couples in the Precana program for the Diocese of Columbus. And he recently did uh, a program also for uh, the marriage encounter couples in the mm-hmm. Diocese of Columbus. So he's a real expert on the topic of marriage and responsible parenthood. He's published articles dealing with this in various scholarly journals, and his recent book is entitled The Mystery of Marriage, A Theology of the Body and the Sacrament, which really is, at this point, um, his books and articles are more written toward the scholarly approach, <laughs> but uh, he, he's he's working also on trying to to really, what should we say, unpack this beautiful teaching of our church for us married couples. So I really welcome that. And I love listening to you, Dr. Cahal, and uh, hearing your perspective on this beautiful, beautiful gift of our fertility that God has given us as married couples, well, as man and as woman, and then as married couples. And yet this gift sometimes can cause a lot of confusion, doesn't it? (laughs) Yes, it does. does. I'm I'm happy to hear that I'm an expert on marriage. My wife will be happy to hear that too. (laughs) 
actually one of the most important parts of your bio for me to share, and I didn't, is that you do have your lovely wife of 17 years yes. and your two children, and you are in St. Michael Parish here yes. in Worthington. So that makes you an expert too, right? I hope in some way, <laughs> at least experienced. <laughs> You not only talk the talk, you walk the walk. We try okay? to, yes. You try to. And yes, and that's what we all are called to do within our marriages. We can't be perfect in this area as in any other area where God calls us to really live out his plan. But we're here today to talk about his plan for responsible parenthood in our families and how that really is not a burden at all, but a real gift. It's a real gift to the couple. So let me ask you... Um, uh, well, unpack that a little bit for us. How sure. is this sexuality a gift? And and how is our body really central to that? Because I know your teaching is influenced by John Paul II's theology of the body. Yeah, the the, the term responsible parenthood, I think, first, it's a term that the, the church has used since Paul VI, really, mm-hmm. to talk about um, how it is we welcome life into the world. Because mm-hmm. responsible parenthood begins with the welcoming of the new life on the part of the, the husband and the wife who've become mother and father and how in God's plan, this welcoming is supposed to take place, how we communicate with each other in and through our bodies, you know, to welcome this life into the world. Um, the, the term that uh, that's used for following God's plan for welcoming life into the world for, for being responsible parents is normally natural family planning. Um, natural family planning is, is, a method of regulating one's fertility by kind of following biomarkers normally mm-hmm. in the woman's fertility to be able to know when a couple is fertile and infertile and to be, to be able to cooperate with God's plan for life to welcome children into the world. Um, ultimately, uh, some of the, a couple of the insights of John Paul II into this whole, whole reality are that natural family planning is natural because it respects the nature of the human person, first mm-hmm. of all, as mm-hmm. an intimate union of body and soul that we don't see our bodies as things, that we see our bodies as expressions of our persons, and that we relate to each other as body and soul, and that when a man and a wife come together in their marriage bed, they're giving themselves to each other completely, body and soul. And natural family planning facilitates that giving and receiving of the person. Mm-hmm. Secondly, uh, John Paul II helps, us to ex- helps to explain that natural family planning is natural because it respects the nature of the marital act itself. That the marital act... Um, I tend to, to, to talk about it this way. You know, husbands and wives can express love and affection to each other in, in a, any number of ways. But there's one particular expression of affection that's so intense that nine months later, you may have to give this expression of affection a name. <laughs> and that's the nature of the marital act, that mm-hmm. it's not just about expressing love, but it also has a life-giving potential to it. And that natural family planning allows the couple to respect, acknowledge and respect and honor that life-giving and love-giving potential of this wonderful act, which we call the marital act, um, that God has given as a gift to married couples. Mm-hmm. Let's let's talk about that and unpack that a little bit more, because you say it so beautifully, and I don't think anybody would would disagree with the beauty of of what you've said there. Uh, but let's unpack it a little bit more. Uh, you've said that natural family planning, and, and I think for those of you listening, for our audience listening, uh, when they think NFP, mm-hmm. uh, they probably are thinking, um, if, if, they're, if, they're, if they're knowledgeable about it, they may be thinking, 
you mentioned biomarkers, taking your temperature. Correct. All right. They may be th- charting your mm-hmm. your cycle. Um, they're they're thinking body signs of fertility. All right. That sounds natural in that it's it's biological, right? Correct. <laughs> right. Uh, or scientific in some way. It's tracking the the nature of uh, the 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 woman's fertility cycle. And and then some people may be thinking NFP, uh, natural family planning, um, that that just means as in the old days they talked about the calendar method right, or, or the, the rhythm, rhythm method, method yes. that some days uh, you're open to sexual intimacy mm-hmm. and some days you're not. All right, that's been and some people in the old days before we knew much about as much about the the biology of it, it really was counting days on a calendar. All right. Um, I'm expecting my my uh, cycle to begin now. And so uh, what's a safe time and what's an unsafe time? Right. Uh, so it was not very biologically based. Other people may be thinking, and I actually found an article one time as I was sitting in a waiting room. You know, uh, I was surprised to find that this was an article about natural family planning because the title was Green. Uh, I think it was called Green birth control, mm-hmm. <laughs> green birth, co- no chemicals. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> right. So that term natural family planning has so many different meanings and connotations, I think, as we're as as our audience may be thinking about it. Um, and the way you've described it is just it, it's a much more beautiful and philosophical definition of natural family planning. Give it to us again. Right. I, let, to take off on what you were saying, natural family planning is not natural because it doesn't involve some type of chemical or additives or preservatives or whatever you right. want to say. <laughs> but natural family planning is natural because it, it observes and respects and honors God's design for the nature of the person, mm-hmm. made male and female, and the nature of the marital act. That's why it's natural. Other methods of regulating fertility, you know, um, contraceptive methods, for instance, you know, don't honor the nature of the person nor the nature of the marital act mm-hmm. but natural family planning does and, and the whole if you will ethos behind natural family planning as, and john paul ii in his theology of the body helps us understand that this is that it's about working with god you know to bring children into the world you know to cooperate with him to procreate you know human beings don't reproduce like animals do we procreate we, mm-hmm. we bring new human beings into existence with the help of god Right. So it's about cooperating with God in that whole design and that whole endeavor of populating the world with more little images and likenesses of himself. Um, that's a dignified and exalted and really mind blowing mission that God has given to married couples. Wow. It really is. When you think about that, even using the term creation, procreation, yes. that we can be part of creation yes. of God's plan for creation. He involves us in that whole process of continuing his creative pr- productivity. Yeah. Right. And so so the word nature in natural family planning really relates to the nature of the person yes. as God created us to be and the nature of the marital act as yes. he created that. Correct. Yeah, that's a very different angle to think of the word nature in that respect. It's it's the nature of the human person, which exactly. is very powerful. I, I imagine as you're teaching this in some of the pre-cana classes, is this kind of an aha moment for the young couples? I, I think it is. You know, I think most couples have not heard um, 
much about natural family planning. I, I tend to, to say, you know, it's the best kept secret of the Catholic Church, and I don't know why we continue to keep it a secret. Right. Um, and when they start to understand a little bit about what it involves, what it's about, they they do have this aha moment. You know, it's that, wow, why didn't anybody ever explain this before? You know, even with the whole go green movement, you know, <laughs> some, some women are very attracted to natural family planning because they realize the harmful effects of other methods of regulating their fertility, putting mm-hmm. toxins in their bodies and chemicals. Mm-hmm. This is simply working with God, you know, in the beautiful gift that he's given us. Yeah. Um, and it becomes attractive to couples. And, and, you know, I, I tend to say to engage couples, uh, I see natural family planning as marriage insurance, you know, because if you look at the statistics, natural fa- couples who practice natural family planning have a less than 5% divorce rate. Now you compare that to the national average, that's a mind blowing comparison, right? Mm-hmm. Well, why is that? Because ultimately w- being willing to work with God's design for our sexuality, you know, opens this door for him to step through and he starts to mold the couples in ways that they never thought possible. Mm-hmm. It facilitates communication. It facilitates, uh, you know, trust in God. It facilitates growth in faith. It fac- facilitates all kinds of things that other methods of regulating fertility don't facilitate. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm just thinking, isn't it wonderful that sometimes people, for a variety of reasons, almost fall into something that is really good? For yes. instance, like using natural family planning because they don't want to use chemicals. Correct. Right? <laughs> yes. They may not totally understand God's plan for this or, or, or really the total value of what they're doing. But when they are acting the way God has intended, then they're still enjoying those benefits. Yes. And it, yeah. it gives him just the crack that he needs right. to step into their relationship and do things that they never thought possible. Yeah. Isn't that right. beautiful? Because how many of us really totally understand sometimes we do the right thing out of obedience? Correct. Or because someone we respect told us that this is the best thing to do, or we're trying to follow the church's teachings. And then we realize, wow, God really had a plan. And I'm so glad. Yes. <laughs> I didn't understand it all in the beginning. So I, I love that. You know, I love that about how God works. Um, well, how is this? Um, I, I know we were speaking before the program about how this relates to John Paul's teaching of the theology of the body. Yes. What does his teaching, which I absolutely love, about the body have to do with all this? I think one of the uh, most beautiful insights that John Paul II gives us to help us understand the marital act and natural family planning is this concept of the language of the body that he, that he presents. And I'll see if I can do this briefly. Um, first of all, he points out that to be a human person means that we're made to be gifted. You know, that we're made in the image and likeness of God, who is a God of love. And from all eternity, God, who is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, are gifting themselves to each other in this inner life of love of God. Being made in, that God, in the image of that God who is love himself, we're called to be gifts of love. And we only find who we are by giving ourselves away in love. So John Paul II then takes that reality, that understanding that the human person is gift, and he applies it to the marital act and how couples to, are to relate to each other. Right? And he says... Um, well, let me, let me do this analogy. He says, you know, all of us are uh, familiar with body language, right? You know, my wife tells me that if you tied my hands behind my back, I couldn't talk and she's probably right. Um, <laughs> but we, we all know that we communicate in and through a body. Even sociologists and anthropologists will tell us that 90 some odd percent of all human communication is nonverbal. You know, it's facial expressions, it's bodily gestures, but we know we're communicating something real and true. John Paul II says, okay, if we can acknowledge that, 
there's this one particular act, this one particular expression of the body that God has given us, namely the marital act, which is designed to speak a particular language. And the language that that act is supposed to speak in and through the body is a language of self-giving love and receiving of the other. This complete and utter donation of self, body and soul, and the reception of the other into my very person. That's the language of the body. And John Paul II says it's the the responsibility of, of every married couple to speak the language of the body in truth throughout their married life. And he says this is what natural means of regulating fertility, natural family planning, helps helps to facilitate. The natural family planning allows the couple to speak this language of the body in truth, that every time a couple comes to their marriage bed and shares this particularly unique expression of affection with each other, they're giving and receiving all of themselves, holding nothing back, right? Giving, being open to both life and love in, in, in accord with God's design. That's speaking the language of the body in truth. And his point is, he also makes a secondary point, I guess you would say, is that other means of regulating fertility, right? Don't allow the couple to speak that language in truth. He even says that that methods of contraception, right, will um, overlay this language of truth with a language of a lie, which is that it does not allow for the couple to speak the fullness of themselves in this particular act. And I think it's important for me to make this this point because for for our listeners, um, and John Paul II, I think, would want me to make this point. <laughs> He is not telling couples who have practiced contraception or who are practicing contraception that they don't love each other. But what he's saying is you're not allowing yourselves to experience the love that God wants you to experience. The fullness of that love. Correct. Mm-hmm. That there's, there's always something in, in those acts of contraceptive intercourse that, that's something that's being withheld. You know, I come here and I give all of myself to you but this. And I mm-hmm. want to receive all of you but that. And the this and the that is... is our male and female fertility, which is integrally part of our human personhood. And in this moment, we're acting as if it's not, and we're, we're, we're trying to withhold that. And John Paul II says, you know, natural means of regulating fertility, NFP, facilitate this complete and utter gift of self. Mm-hmm. Um, let, let me um, reintroduce you to Dr. Cahal, mm-hmm. because some people may have just joined our program and, well, what are we talking about here? <laughs> I'm sure that's true. We're right in the middle of something very, very deep. Dr. Perry Cahal is our guest today, and our topic is marriage and responsible parenthood. And Dr. Cahal, who is the academic dean of the School of Theology at the Pontifical College Josephinum here in Columbus, Ohio, uh, teaches the seminarians about uh, the the subject of marriage, the church's teaching on marriage, and he also uh, teaches this to couples here in Columbus uh, in in the diocese as they're getting ready for marriage in the pre cana program, and recently he also uh, has been talking to the marriage encounter community. So um, we're right, we're deep into this topic today of marriage and responsible parenthood, and we've been talking about God's design for the person um, and the nature of the marital act. And I was just thinking um, one way, I'm always trying to think, Dr. Cahill, how do I remember all this? I mean, this this is powerful. Um, And I'm thinking one way of remembering uh, and kind of digesting what you've been saying. There are two words that we've talked about so far that are are key in understanding marriage and responsible parenthood as the the church is teaching it to us now through uh the the wisdom of john paul ii and theology of the body and those two words i'm thinking of are nature and body language Mm -hmm. (laughs) and how 
as Catholics, as uh, people who want to understand more fully um, God, God's teaching to us, God's, uh, what do I want to say, God's um, gift to us in uh, marriage, is thinking of these two words in a totally different way than we normally think of them. <laughs> when we think of nature and natural, uh, just in our normal conversation, I think in this day and age, we think of it as, well, down to the kind of the basic biology of how things work um, and and not adulterated with <laughs> chemicals and things that are unnatural. Uh, so we, we have kind of a biological chemical definition of that. And when we think of body language, we generally think of old hand motions and right. <laughs> nodding of the head and and uh, exercises we've been through in various communication courses about how we do communicate in other ways besides just our words. Uh, but your definition today of nature when it comes to responsible parenthood and body language is just profound. So as a married couple, I would say, hmm, this is something that... Uh, I can hang my hang my hat on to a certain extent and say, so tell us again, nature in terms of what we're talking about today. We're not just talking about God's plan for our sexuality that doesn't involve chemicals and and body language is not just be sure you look at your wife in the eye when you're talking. Right. <laughs> what are we talking about now with nature and body language? Sure. I think you know, when we talk about nature, what we're talking about is what is what is the essence of this reality, right? What is what is this thing? Where does this thing find its perfection? You know, where what is it designed for? And when we're talking mm-hmm. about the human person, the nature of the human person is a being who's made as an intimate union of body and soul in the image and likeness of God, who finds our fulfillment in giving ourselves away in love and receiving love, ultimately mm-hmm. God's love. But married love is supposed to be some type of faint reflection of that type of loving relationship between us and God. So the nature of the human person is body and soul, right? Um, and as we've been talking about natural family planning, natural family planning constantly reminds the couple that that's who we, we are embodied persons. We're not, you know, uh, free floating spirits. We're not angels. Angels are persons. With bodies. Their, yes, we have bodies and those bodies are important. Right. So that's the nature of the person and the nature of their marital act. Well, what is this designed for? It's designed not just for, you know, what do you want to say? Affection, right. Mm-hmm. Or having fun or whatever mm-hmm. else. But the nature of the marital act is it's designed for both babies and bonding, mm-hmm. for expressing love and for procreating, for, yeah. for generating new life, bringing new images and likenesses of God into the world. That's the understanding of, of nature and both, both the nature of the person and the nature of the marital act. And the body language we're talking about is speaking the person in and through the body. Right. And that's what natural family planning allows for. Yeah, it's um, beautiful. Well, and, uh, and unfortunately, we, uh, our programs are always too short to go into this in, in as much depth as I would like, but we have a few minutes left. I'd like to, to delve a little more into something we've touched on, which is how does this relate to the marital spirituality sure. of the couple? What are the benefits of this? Yeah, this is another insight of John Paul II, which really resonated with me when I read The Theology of the Body, which is, he says, you know, natural family planning is not just about regulating one's biology, right? It's about ultimately living in accord with God's plan for marital love. And that married, that natural family planning can serve, therefore, as a basis for married spirituality because it fosters reverence in the relationship, reverence for God, reverence for his plan for marriage and marital love, reverence for one's spouse. Mm-hmm. So to adopt a natural family planning lifestyle is, 
has ramifications throughout one's relationship. It's not just about regulating one's biological fertility. It's about entering into this reverential in, in this entering in a reverential posture into this plan of love that God has given us. Um, and I do want to say one thing before you know we run out of time, which is um, many people think that natural family planning uh, results in having as many as many children as a couple can have until they're you know physically exhausted or you know run out of the resources. <laughs> or, and then I, I just kind of want to dispel that misconception because natural family planning is about working reasonably with God's design for welcoming new children into the world. If there's a reason why a couple can't welcome a child into the world at this point, you know, for financial reasons, health reasons, whatever, then God understands that. And, and working responsibly in that situation is acknowledging and reverencing God's design for married love and the marital act and refraining from that act if we realize that we can't welcome a child into the world at this point in time. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, and I suppose this too. Many couples, I think, are, are fearful that natural family planning result, uh, can require some type of superhuman virtue um, or that it's impossible or that ultimately um, it does require virtue. It does require self-restraint. It does require reverence and respect for one's spouse, but it's all worth it. It's not always easy, but it's always worth it. So many things in a marriage relationship require that. Absolutely. Besides our sexuality. And I think we're, we're working against the whole tidal wave in our culture of, you know, we live in one of the most in-debt overweight, oversexed societies on the planet. Mm-hmm. And the whole idea of exerting self-discipline in any, in any area of one's life becomes kind of repulsive to people. But we need to realize that we can't be mature, responsible adults, and we can't grow in holiness if we're not able to exert self-control and self-discipline in all areas of our lives, including what we do in our marriage bed. Sure. Yeah, it's a beautiful, beautiful way of explaining this this powerful teaching of our church. And I really appreciate you, Dr. Cajal. Thank you so much for being with us today. Oh, thank you, um, we have one other program at this point in our archives with Dr. Cajal, Marriage, Supernatural Calling, which you might want to consult as well. And I hope to have you on again, Dr. Cajal, because this is so powerful. We need to unpack it even more. Oh, I'd love so to come thank back. you for being our guest today. I'm your host, Peggy Hartshorn, Chairman of the Board of Heartbeat International, and you're listening to AM820, St. Gabriel Catholic Radio, with archives at St. GabrielRadio.com. Listen to our program again at 1230 every Monday, every other Monday, I should say, and two o'clock on Sundays. Join us again to strengthen our families and make them the sanctuaries of life that God intended. Family Sanctuary is a production of listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio AM820. Archives of Family Sanctuary with Peggy Hartshorn are available at stgabrielradio.com. 